time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Let's talk about loops today. Now, loops are an interesting concept for me, and one of those concepts that I think is very powerful and really not well understood or talked about by a lot of people, and it can be crucial information on how you get stuck, but more than that, some very clear and direct ways you can get unstuck. If there's one concept that I want you to hear about, it's this idea of loops. Oh, wait, I wanted to tell you uh, uh, this story. This story happened a couple of years ago to me. Um, I was doing an orienteering race. Now, if you're not familiar with an orienteering race, an orienteering race is when you're out in the woods with a compass and a map. And the idea is that you're going from checkpoint to checkpoint. You're trying to find uh, the different places where they've put this little hidden checkpoint. And you, you have this card and you punch the card. So you have to make sure you're at the right checkpoint with the right block on your card checked in order to get credit and it is a race and uh, this particular day I was uh, doing this orienteering race in an area that I wasn't very familiar with it was a very hilly very cliffy kind of area and I was just trying to get my bearings in fact right off the bat I was a little bit concerned because I was starting to head off one way and one of the race people said are you heading to the first control and I said yeah and he said oh it's the opposite way (laughs) That was the last tent I got all day, but I reoriented and got myself serious because I realized that I was headed off into some woods that I didn't know. And so there I was. It was about an hour and a half, maybe two hours later, and I was racing through the woods, realizing that I'd already lost some time, that I was really falling behind. And so I was trying to pick up my pace. And so along the way, here I am staring at a map as I'm running kind of through the woods with my compass in front of me, trying to make sure that I was staying in the right direction. And because I was looking at my map and my compass at the same time, at just the right moment, I missed the fact that the trail that I needed to follow sprouted off to the right. And the trail that I stayed on was, it had gotten a little less clear, but it was still a trail. And I didn't notice that that little split had happened and that that split was the one I was looking for. And I remember I was running full force through the woods and I saw this growth. And so I decided that yeah, I could see the, the trail continuing on the other side. And I decided that I would kind of just run on through that underbrush. Well, I stepped through the underbrush and suddenly I was like one of those cartoons where, you know, the legs are just spinning in the air and there's nothing below me. And I realized that I had crested that underbrush and the trail ended in the underbrush because that trail had collapsed away, that there was a fall away and there was nothing underneath me. Nothing was there. It was just air. And I could feel that panic of what do you do when you're when you're now at the mercy of gravity? Uh, oh, by the way, I, I didn't really want to tell you all of that story. I know we were talking about loops, right? And so I wanted to get back to the loop thing. Well, now I have to admit for something. I've just put you in two loops, and if it worked, you felt a little bit unsure on what happened. There I was talking about loops, and suddenly I launched into a completely irrelevant story about when I almost fell off a cliff. And then when I get to that place where I'm in the most danger on that cliff, I cut back to the loops. And that is the fact that I have now sprung two loops on you. The first loop I'm now going to clean up, and then I'll later on tell you about what happened when I was on that trail, because it ends okay. Obviously, I'm still here. 
But by definition, in my definition, a loop is an incomplete transaction or interaction. There's something that hasn't been finished. Think about a, an open loop. And so we're talking about open loops and closed loops. And closed loops, we finish all the time. You, you start a project, you finish the project, you turn it in, you're done, right? Or you have a conversation with somebody, that conversation's done, and, and off they go. These are closed loops, and, and closed loops aren't the issue. It's all of the open loops in our lives that keep us in a stuck place. And these open loops are the places where the transaction hasn't quite been finished. You can probably begin to think about these places where there is just some openness to the transaction that needs to, to be closed. Now, let me say that there is um, there's a process to, to uh, any loop. And some loops are pretty small and they close out pretty naturally. Other loops, just by their nature, are going to be open loops. Um, if you are involved in a long-term project that requires input uh, from various points and you're just waiting for the next time when you need to do an input, by definition, that's an open loop that's going to go on for a while. Sometimes we have loops that are open that need not be opened. And those are the ones I want to focus on because we have to live in the fact that there are open loops around us and we don't have to worry about the closed loops. So we have to live with the fact that there are open loops. But the more open loops we have in our lives, the more we allow those loops to stay open, the more our energy gets sapped by those open loops. Open loops are, are a big way that we lose energy on a daily basis because we're waiting for something to be finished and we keep thinking about that piece. We, it draws us in. And you can probably think of some times where there's something that you know has to finish so you can walk away from it, but it hasn't happened yet. And so the, the way that begins to eat at you, you, know, you think about it. And, and these are some of those things that we lie awake at night and think about. In fact, next time you're lying awake thinking about something, ask yourself, is this an open loop? When you are sitting at your desk trying to get things done and your mind is going off on something, you know, you had a conversation with someone that didn't go the way you wanted to, think about, is that an open loop? Or maybe it's one of those things where, you know, you get into some kind of an argument or somebody, you know, hits you with a smart comment and afterwards down the road you think of what you should have said. Well, that's an open loop. The fact that you come up with what you should have said is your way of trying to close that loop. But the problem is then you're saying, well, why didn't I say that? Why wasn't I smart enough or quick enough or whatever enough to say that then? And all you're doing is opening that loop back up further. So loops are places where we can close down the door and begin to regain some energy, begin to regain some process. So now I've had you thinking about the loop, the first loop I've now closed a little bit, but now you've got the, the second loop of my story. So let me go ahead and close that and then we'll be done with that and you can focus on it if, if, at all, if you're at all interested in what happened when there's no, no ground underneath me. Well, when I was going over that, fortunately, I was able to throw my weight backwards and grab some roots. And the roots were strong enough, fortunately, to hold. And so I hung there for a minute, kind of contemplating my life and contemplating why I was taking such a risk on just a simple little race, all the while trying to figure out how I was going to get out of that. Then I heard a voice and I called out and the, the voice came over and they, they kind of helped me pull me out and uh, I finished the race. I didn't win at all. Um, and I ended up with some pretty nasty abrasions from, uh, you know, slamming up against that, that fall away cliff. But 
I was okay. So if you were curious on how that loop went, well, here I am sitting here, uh, other than learning a couple of lessons about the the foolishness that we all fall into sometimes when we are um, trying to do something uh, athletic or trying to do something adventuresome, we recognize there's an inherent risk, right? And so now I'm closing out that loop for you by just, if you were curious, letting you know that I'm okay. I was okay. I learned a couple of lessons along there. And all I was doing at that point was baiting you. And oh, by the way, that's the same kind of thing that happens to you when you're watching TV, right? Or watching uh, a movie. I remember uh, when one uh, one of a trilogy came out a few years back. It was Lord of the Rings. And I really loved it. But they got to the end of that first one. And I felt so incomplete, right? And they'd found a natural pause point in the story. But it left me feeling incomplete, left me feeling like I was left hanging because that was the intention. The story wasn't over. They wanted me to come back to the next one. And so they hadn't closed up all the loops. The story ends on a closed up loop. And that's the nature of when you walk out of a movie feeling really good about how things went in there and how they wrapped everything up. They closed out the loops. And so you can begin to watch movies and the books you read and the, the TV shows and notice the loops that are out there. In fact, what you'll notice is for TV shows, they're constantly leaving at least a loop open for the next show. If you are one of those binge watchers of uh, uh, things on uh, you know, one of the, the subscription programs, you'll notice that that's what happens. And so they'll have an open loop. It, it ends up with everything not resolved. So you'll watch the next one. And then there's the cliffhanger at the end of the season. And that cliffhanger is designed to leave you unsettled enough that you'll check back in at the beginning of the next season to get some resolution to it. And what you notice is they'll close out that loop as they're opening up another loop that keeps you moving in the process. That's the nature of what we call a cliffhanger. So part of what you look around in your life for is the cliffhangers that are there. But think about those other small places in your life that might also have loops. And Remember, there are times when loops are going to be open. You you can't just immediately close every loop, but every loop has an energy cost to you. And every energy cost is more likely to give you a, a place where you're feeling stuck. Let's say, for instance, that you're texting back and forth with somebody and all of a sudden they go silent and you're left going, did I say the wrong thing? Was I supposed to respond back? Did they get my text? And you find yourself just kind of going through the routine of what happened in that process. It may be that they, you know, had to leave their phone somewhere or talk to somebody or answer a call. Lots of other things that we don't know because we don't see the other side. Or maybe you're going, how do you end this conversation? How do you end this text back and forth? Do you say, okay? Do you put a smiley face? Because part of what we're always doing is trying to deal with that closing of loops. I remember just the other day, I got a text. I was in a text conversation with somebody, and it felt to me like it was over. And then the person said, did you get my text? And I didn't realize I needed to respond and say, yeah, I got your text. Because that can go on ad infinitum, right? And that's the nature of some of our loops these days. We don't know when to close them. Uh, it could be waiting for a response. Maybe you send out an invitation to a party and you send out all these invitations and you hear nothing back. That's an open loop because you don't know, did they get it? Did, are, they, are they not able to come? Are they not willing to come? 
Or maybe you know that somebody sent out the invitations and you're waiting for that invitation. That creates an open loop for you because you're waiting for that. Now, these are small events in life, and and we have lots of these loops. So you start noticing the small places where those loops are sapping you of energy, those open loops. Closed loops are done. You seal off that energy piece and you let it go, but an open loop is what gets you in trouble. But what about the big open loops in life? What about those huge places where you're waiting for some resolution and it just keeps you stuck? Maybe you're waiting for the test results for some medical procedure. And until you get that, you don't know what the next step is. That's an open loop that you're waiting for. And it can be a life-changing waiting for. You don't know if it's just a bad spot on the x-ray or if there's something really there. And that's a huge open loop for you. Or maybe you apply for a job. You send in your application and you don't hear anything and you don't hear anything and you don't hear anything. That's an open loop for you. Maybe you get an interview and then you're waiting for the next step. And that's an open loop for you. Or maybe you have spent all of your life writing a book and it's ready to go in and you send it off to the publishers and you're waiting to hear back. That's an open loop. Now, some of those you can't close completely, right? You have to wait for the publisher to write. And and so in your waiting, you have to decide how you're going to close that off for right now. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But what about some of those that might linger? Maybe you had a bad relationship with somebody in the past and it's left hanging. You know, some things were not said, some things were not finished, or maybe some things were said and it left things completely unfinished. Maybe it was a bad relationship with a parent or a friend, and you realize that there is something outstanding there, that you realize you're still stuck in that, that, that loop because there was no resolution to it. When I was a chaplain years ago, I worked with lots of families who lost a loved one, and I realized that everybody is going to go through grief. There is no way to avoid a grief response to a death. But I noticed that those who grieved the hardest were actually those who were, now I would term, in an open loop with the person. Some things were unsaid. You know, they didn't resolve some conflicts. They didn't resolve some hurts. And now it's unresolvable. Now that person is gone. And so some of the grief is the regret of not being able to close that loop. And that's just a part of what we carry on with us. I see that a lot of times when I'm talking with people who felt like their parents had some expectation on them that they, they didn't follow through on or they didn't complete. And so they feel like there's, they've been a disappointment and there's the open loop of that because they don't name it. They don't talk to their parents about it. They don't clarify it or they don't let it go internally. Instead, they hold on to it and they let that fester. Or maybe you did something, right? Maybe you did something that was hurtful to somebody else, and that leaves you um, feeling this place of regret. And I would call that a subtle open loop because it's it's undercover. It's it's a covert open loop. Maybe you did something that you know you shouldn't have, and maybe somebody knows or somebody doesn't know, and you regret having done that, but it doesn't get resolved. You know, you, if, sometimes even getting caught brings a resolution to that for people. You've probably seen uh, the stories of people who finally get caught years later, and they're so relieved to finally have that behind them because it closed the loop. And that's the problem when we act out of our, away from our own sense of ethics and sense of morality, we're left with an open loop. Now, there are plenty of people who will do very bad, very mean, very cruel things, 
and it doesn't keep that loop open for them. And there's a term for that. And that's uh, somebody who is a sociopath or a psychopath that they don't have that peace that struggles with the open loop of morality. And so they close the loop. That's the exception. You're more likely to be the person who did something that you didn't really feel good about, that maybe was outside of the parameters of what you think is okay behavior, and it haunts you, and it sticks with you, and it holds you back and and keeps you stuck. So now we have maybe three categories of these loops that we can look at. One are the small little loops around you that you might just decide that you're going to close off. So you have that uh, those little places where it's about a text or something like that. And it's just a small little thing. Maybe it's uh, something that's kind of niggling at you that you know, you're know you not sure what to do with. And so you decide you're going to close it off. And then there are the big loops right, of, of something that's left unsaid or something that was said but needed, needs to be apologized for. That's the big open loops. And then you've got these subtle open loops loops where maybe you've uh, maybe a covert open loop where you've done something that you know was not the right thing to do and you have to struggle with how you let that go behind you. So what happens with these open loops? Well, we always feel unsettled when there's an open loop. The problem is we feel unsettled and yet it anchors us to where you are right now. It's hard to move forward when you have too many of these open loops. And we always feel this unsettled place within us that just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel calm. It doesn't feel closed. It doesn't feel completed. And so one of the things that I would encourage you to do when you have those feelings of of being unsettled is to simply ask yourself, what is the open loop that's here? So now we're in the what do you do about it? You see, I opened a loop a little while ago and said, I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit about how to close the loop. And so now we close that loop. How, what do you do about it? Well, the first thing is you've got to note what that loop is about. So think about what's the, what's the outstanding loop? What are the loops that I have? Maybe there are things that I need to resolve, or maybe there are some things I need to release, or maybe there are some things that I need to fix, right? And those are the ways we go about this whole loop thing. There are some loops that we just have to release. You know, we don't get an invitation to a party. That's one we release. You don't go back to the person and say, hey, why didn't you invite me, right? That's not how we generally do that because now you've got another open loop with this person that is a bigger open loop rather than that smaller one. And so maybe that's the text thing where you feel unsettled. Do I respond or don't respond? And you decide that you've got to release that to decide that you're going to close that. And I would say that's an internal close, And so let's talk about two ways we close the loops, internally and externally. Sometimes it's necessary to do an internal close. For instance, maybe you had a bad relationship with somebody in your past and you know you needed to resolve it, but it didn't get resolved. And so then they've died and you don't have a chance or maybe they've moved away or maybe they've refused to have anything to do with you and you don't have a chance of resolving that. You can leave that as an open loop and it will keep you sapped and keep you stuck or you decide to internally close that loop. And there are lots of ways you can internally close that loop. You can recognize that there is an open loop and that that open loop doesn't need to be an open loop that you just kind of say, okay, you know what? That was unsaid. That's how things went. And I'm going to close it in my own mind. Sometimes we have to do something a little bit uh, more direct, and that might be, for instance, writing a letter to the person that's no longer there. This is not a letter you have to send. Now, that's an external closing. If you actually write the letter and close the loop with that other person, that's an external close. But if you just write that letter 
that can help you resolve that. You just address it to the person and tell them what you need to say and then throw the letter away or burn the letter, destroy the letter, store the letter, do something else. But use that as kind of a a symbolic way of closing the loop. Some people find that they are do better by talking to an empty chair, imagining the person there and having a conversation that closes out that loop. These are, uh, are ways that therapy has tried to address these open loops by writing letters to address that or to uh, talk to that empty chair. And what you're basically doing is saying, I'm saying my piece that I didn't get to say before. Maybe I was too young. Maybe I was too immature. Maybe I didn't understand it. But now I do. And I'm going to close it in my mind. I can't get a resolution between us. So I have to close it in my mind. Then there's the external uh, loops that we have to close. And these are the places where you realize you have to go back and you really do have to make amends. You have to apologize or make things right. Um, And that's the place that's even more challenging for us because we don't like to do that, right? Because what we're doing is we're hoping that the other person doesn't have this open loop. My guess is, though, that if it's an open loop for you, there's probably an open loop for them. And if it's not, they won't mind the conversation to close it because they've already closed it. There are many times when people go back and say, you know what, I need to apologize for this. And the other person says, hey, you know what, that's long gone for me. And so now they can both close it. But sometimes the person says, you know what, that's really been bothering me for years too. I'm so glad we can have that conversation. What we generally underestimate is the desire for the other side to also have a closed loop. We assume that they want that cl- that open loop. They want to have that conflict running around within them and within you. And in reality, we're all wanting to close those loops, to find ways of resolving it. Because when we resolve it, we're no longer stuck. We can move forward and find better ways of being in our lives. And closed loops are the way to get that energy back. And closed loops are the ways to free us up to have those conversations that may need to happen, even though they're not at the top of our list. I don't know how many times now I've had to go back to my parents and say, I'm so sorry. Now that I'm a parent, I know what you were going through, and I apologize for my assumptions about your behavior. I apologize for having been who I was, and now I understand. And what I was doing, and part of that was just saying, I get it now. And the other I was doing was closing out that loop. And I've done the stuff, some uh, similar things with people that I just know I had an open loop with that it needed to be closed. And so I found a resolution point to that. Sometimes we can do it externally because that other person's around. Sometimes we have to do it internally. And sometimes we recognize that that loop is the internal part of that is just by saying, I refuse to carry that around. I release that. If this has been useful for you, if the whole idea of loops is familiar to you, that's great. But if it's something new to you or something that takes you to a new place of understanding, it would be great if you would share this. Uh, Lots of other people are stuck in loops, just like you and I find ourselves sometimes stuck in loops. And we can find better ways of freeing up that energy and finding better ways of thriving. But people have to find that information. And so if you share it, there are if you're on my Web page, there are plenty of ways of saving it or of sharing it through social media right below this. You can save it. You can share it on Facebook or on Twitter or on Google Plus or LinkedIn. Uh, You can put it on your Pinterest Uh, There are so many ways you can do that to let other people find a cookie crumb trail to get back to here 
and learn how to thrive and learn how to to find some new resolutions for where they've been. That would be so helpful for me. If you're listening uh, by iTunes or on Stitcher, uh, then it would be great if you would leave a review. The review also leaves a cookie crumb back to this podcast, and it helps people find this. What I would ask is you just join me in that process of finding ways of helping people to thrive by sharing the information that you find helpful. I hope you found some helpful uh, places to close your loops, and I wish you the best for a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.